Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. It's Monday again, everyone. Can you believe it? Welcome to Book Lights. Thanks for tuning in today. So today is very exciting because we have author Eric Asher on, and if you remember a few weeks ago, uh, I was vamping till ready. I had no idea that poor Eric was part of the big Verizon blackout. He had no phone, no internet, no anything. Poor guy. So anyway, I'm super excited that we got him rescheduled to come back on. And if you've never read Eric yet, you're in for a treat. I'm just going to read his bio so you get to know him, and then we'll find out more about his book. So Eric is a former bookseller, cellist, and comic seller currently living in St. Louis, Missouri. A lifelong enthusiast of books, music, toys, and games, he discovered a love for the written word after being dragged to the library by his parents at a young age. When he is not writing, you can usually find him reading, gaming, or buried beneath a small avalanche of Transformers. <laughs> you can learn more and sign up for his newsletter at his website, and I did put a link to the website right there on the Blog Talk site. So if you're listening live, you can click that anytime and sign up for his newsletter. Um, and also, if you're listening here, you also can do that. So without any further delay, are you there, Eric? I am here. Yay, you made it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's always a nice change. <laughs> right, right, it's becoming a quest to get you on book lights. <laughs> yes, yes. So you have um, a bunch of books out, but I think the newest one is the Book of Sales, right? Yes, that is that is the latest one, and uh, the next novella in that series will actually release tomorrow, and that's the book of the oh, wing. The book of what? Uh, the wing. Oh, okay. And are these novellas? Are they standalone? Can we just jump in and read it, or do should we start at the beginning? They're they're pretty closely tied together. Yeah, it's it's an ongoing story. Um, they each part is um, kind of like a piece of a quest. Um, but the stories themselves are self-contained. You just won't have as much reference as to, like, why are they going on a quest for this little coin? <laughs> <laughs> why is this important? <laughs> yes, yes. So this is part of the Vesic series, right? Correct. And can you tell if somebody hasn't read that before, what, what's it about? So Vesic is about a, it starts off and it's about a necromancer and his vampire sister and how she convinces him to sabotage her ex-fiance's wedding. And he agrees in order to stop her from killing everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And And is there uh, a little romance between them? Uh... Later on, well, not between him and his sister, but uh, <laughs> well, but no, he, not he, that he, I meant, but <laughs> <laughs> I meant in general, is there more romance down the road? Yeah, I didn't mean there it was is, a taboo book or anything, <laughs> stepbrother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like a whole genre now, isn't it? 
Right, um, it anyhow. is. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. In the, in the second book, you do start to see more of a romance arc, too. <laughs> oh, very cool. And who is, this is urban fantasy, right? So do we have a first-person yes. narrator? Who Who's our narrator? That is correct. Uh, the narrator is the necromancer. His name's Damien. And uh, so you get little tidbits of like all the drama between him and his sister growing up. And uh, it's, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) It's a lot of fun to write. And it's really interesting getting notes from readers about either parts that felt like were a really small part of the story to me that they just absolutely latched onto or parts that they were utterly horrified by that I was like, ah, it's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have written actual books because of characters that I hadn't planned on because readers are like, so are they getting a happy ever after? I mean, does that happen to you too? The feedback from readers guides some things that you didn't see coming? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and some of them have like these grand ideas of how the entire series is going to play out. And they'll send me like a three-page email, like I think this is exactly what's going to happen. And it's like, well, you, you can think that. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot. You have some dedicated fans. Mine are usually just like, can they get a happy ever after? But yours are like giving you the whole plot point. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, how many books one great are in thing the about series? That, you... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. What, I was going to say one great thing about that with, with the the fans that really dig into the whole the whole story arc is they uh, they can really keep you on your toes to make sure you keep all the timelines and characters and everything straight because they will let you know if you make the smallest mistake. <laughs> That is that is very true. Do you keep a series Bible to keep you on track? I do. I do. Um, it was actually, uh, I was kind of lazy about it at first, but then I met Carol Malcolm, who runs Novel Guidance. And she actually, every time I finish a new book, she tacks it on to my series Bible. So I have all the content there for easy reference. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so, so you have um, this Vesic series has gotten very large, right? You have a lot of books in it, don't you? It, it has, yeah. It's So it's eight full-length novels, and then here at the end of a couple more months, we will have ten novellas that make up a, wow. a big story arc that comes after the first eight novels. And are there going to be more books after that? Do you have ideas to keep the series going, or are you going to wrap it up? So I'm I'm keeping that a little under wraps until oh, okay. until everybody gets done reading this novella arc. Because there's like some very bad things that have happened to some of the main characters in this story arc. So no one knows yet who's going to survive and who isn't. <laughs> oh, but I, I see. will say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I will say I'm going to I'm going to definitely be writing more books in this world. So which characters this will be about remains to be seen. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I have a reputation on the show of accidentally getting spoilers, so that doesn't surprise me that I'm like, so who's next? Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, besides the Vesic series, I saw that there's also like punk, right? Are there other genres yeah. that you want to write in? Um, I think at some point I'm probably going to do uh, epic fantasy, and which Steamborn, which is my steampunk title, yeah, which I'm sure you probably realized without even <laughs> me saying that. Um, <laughs> But uh, that has some epic fantasy elements, but I'd really like to do, like, more of a traditional epic fantasy. I think that would be a lot of fun. And also more of a comedic spin on fantasy, just kind of like slapstick humor in swords and sorcerer times, and I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like that would be. So you'd be like a funny Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. <laughs> that guy's head just popped. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. ah, sorry, I have a sick sense of humor. <laughs> so I, I also, I when I was your, poking... uh, I do recall your candlestick. Go ahead. Yes. I do yes, recall your candlestick. candlestick. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Eric and I um, both have attended the Coastal Magic Reader Conference. Of course, it didn't happen this year because of COVID, but hopefully it will come back. And if you're ever available, it's usually in February in Florida, usually Daytona Beach. And it is the best reader conference. It's so cool and very small. And But the, the book signing is always fun, and I always bring my, my bloody candlestick because I write dark paranormals. So. <laughs> So I just also wanted to find it, right? Happy memories. Um, so I saw also you are doing a whole bunch of German translations of your books. It, it, you, How did that all happen? Because you're indie, right? I am indie, yes, yes. And uh, I do, I have a couple titles out through small presses. Um, but the titles that I'm having translated right now are all indie titles. So it's just, it's one of those things where I noticed that my English books, my next selling, my next best selling market outside of uh, countries where English was the first language was Germany. So I really wanted to focus on getting German translations done first. And I lucked into a really good team of translators. So I'm working with two different teams of translators one for Steamborn and one for Vesic. Very cool. And how many have you gotten done so far? Uh, we have four of the Vesic titles done. The fourth one releases a week from Tuesday, and then we'll be starting on the fifth one. And then the uh, Steamborn trilogy is all done and translated now, and that is available now in German. Wow. And how do you promote something when, do you speak German? Are you German? Uh, I took German uh, briefly in high school and college, but that was a long time ago now. So my German <laughs> is quite rusty. <laughs> and, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm certainly not fluent enough, (laughs) not fluent at all. And uh, so I I lean on my translators for some of that. Like, I will talk to them and and show them, like, this is what I'm doing for my English markets. Like, can we translate this? And they'll, they help out with that. And then I run those to my German audiences. Oh, that's cool. So I can... I can read and respond to a lot of the comments that I get, uh, but I'm slow. Like it takes a while to think about, and I often <laughs> have to lean on Google Translate and hope that I'm not saying something completely saying insane something. because my German skills are failing me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter's playing an online Chinese game and we were talking today about that Google Translate really lets you down sometimes because they have spicy mouths like sausage and we're like what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favorite so thing is when you, plug is a sentence in, when you plug a sentence in and it, gives, and it like just tells you that every word means the exact same thing and it's like no that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trust me Google that's not right. <laughs> Uh, so I also um, wanted to ask you I mean I read in your bio that you you know were a bookseller and all that kind of thing but what was your writing journey like I mean when did you decide I think I could write a book and did you take classes did you join a writer's group how does it all happen for you so I took I took some writing classes I had a really good writing teacher that was, it was actually just an English class, but we did a lot of writing projects in high school. And then uh, in college, I took a couple writing courses, but nothing overly intense or, you know, no MFAs or anything like that. Um, and that was back in the mid nineties. And it wasn't until about 10 years later, I think it was 2006 actually, that I decided, Hey, you know, I really want to write a book. And it, it was just one of those things I just had an urge to do it. So I sat down over a period of a year and wrote like a 250,000 word monstrosity that is wow. still in the bottom of a drawer <laughs> to this day and will never see the light of day ever. <laughs> so bad. But it was a great learning experience. So like throughout doing that, I studied a lot of craft books. I took some little online seminars um, and just kind of honed my craft. And I got into a critique group, uh, the old critters.org critique group is great for like sci-fi fantasy stuff. Uh, you'll get some yeah. really good feedback from there. And I actually met one of my editors in that group. So that worked out phenomenally well. Nice. Yeah. I, um, critters is, if you haven't, if you're listening and you're interested in writing and you haven't checked it out yet, they are one of the oldest um, online critique groups. They have been around forever, and they run pretty smoothly. Um, I mean, I haven't been involved in a really long time, but yeah, it's a great place to start if you're if you're just starting out down that writing journey path. <laughs> it'll it'll also get you used to people telling you like that you screwed up writing, which is <laughs> I mean sounds silly, but I mean you you do kind of have to build that thick skin up (laughs) right right people are going to tell you what you did wrong (laughs) this is just people being helpful in the way they tell you to make yourself better which is much better than 
some of the other things that happened. <laughs> yes, that's been a bad review. <laughs> yes, yes, always fun. So who was your first author inspiration? Like your first author that read something and said, hey, you're good, don't give up, or whatever. Was it at a conference, or did you email someone? Uh, you know, it was, honestly, it was my, my English teacher in high school. Like I, uh, her name was Mrs. Graham and I still remember like she, after a writing project, she's always, she would always be like, you know, you should really consider being a writer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that could be fun. But then I never really did anything with it and just kind of sat in the back of my brain for a decade until I guess, yeah, she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. She saw it before you did. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, your audiobooks, you have many of those. And we were talking before the show that I've just started using ACX, so my journey has only just begun. I got two books up so far and two waiting for for Audible to do whatever their magic is that puts it out for sale. But you are like a pro. How how much fun do you have doing audiobooks and finding narrators? and Or do you use the same narrator for everything? I, I, I have a variety of narrators. Um, so for my Vestic stuff, originally the first eight were narrated by William DeFries, who sadly passed away fairly recently. Um, but he, at, at the end of, at the end of that, when we kind of realized he probably wasn't going to be coming back to narrating for at least a while, we, we were talking about like op- options and what we could do. And one of the things was because these novellas were switching from first person over to third person, like that really opened up the door for what we could do with the narration. Um, so what, what we ended up doing is because so many of the novellas are from a female character's point of view, we ended up casting Aaron Moon. So Aaron Moon is voicing all these characters and it was really cool because she actually went back and studied how, uh, Bill was doing all the voices and stuff for the first eight books and like really nailed like the feeling that he captured in the earlier audiobooks. So I'm incredibly excited of how these novellas have turned out. And I've gotten really good feedback from a lot of my listeners, which is a relief because, you know, it's always a risk switching things up. Right. Right. uh, And then for Steamborn, Steamborn, I just, I got, I got super lucky. Uh, Saskia Marleville auditioned for Steamborn when I was holding auditions. And if you're not familiar with Saskia, I highly recommend go out and listen to any of her audiobooks. Like, she is ridiculously amazing. She's one of my favorite narrators before I even realized she was one of my favorite narrators. It was one of those things like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to listen to her audiobooks because she did a bunch of Nora Roberts stuff, and holy cow. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and she yeah. auditioned so she, out of the blue? She did. She did, yeah. I, I wow. held open auditions for Steamborn and one of her friends or coworkers. I'm not sure what the relationship was at the time. Um, you know, pointed it out and 
had her audition. Now, a funny story that came out of that, one of the other auditions that was one, one of like my top 10 of the people that auditioned, I, I ended up not casting him. Uh, fast forward to Coastal Magic a couple of years later, and I'm doing an audiobook panel. And I cannot figure out why this guy I'm on this audiobook panel with sounds so familiar. Until oh. halfway through the panel, he's, he, he, he makes some jab at me about not casting him for one of my audiobooks. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> he, he auditioned for Steamborn. But it, it worked Awkward. out so well because he's actually, yeah, yeah, it was. But it was hilarious. It was Joel Frumpkin, <laughs> if you know Joel. And, uh, but we ended up working together for my Mason Dixon audiobooks, and he does an amazing job on Mason. Like, I, I, I can't imagine anyone else recording those. <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out. It did. It really did. So if for readers who are listening who love audiobooks, um, you sound like you're an audiobook listener too. What do you look for in your narrators? I mean, what what can they be looking for when they listen? One of the things, one of the things that I've started doing, because I started using this method to cast narrators for my own stuff, and then mm-hmm. I realized, wow, I can do the same thing to find narrators that are probably amazing at what they do, and that is to look. For for, now, there's always going to be, like, new narrators that have only done one audiobook, and they're amazing. But those are kind of, like, the random ones you stumble into. The other thing you can do, though, is look and see what those narrators have done inside of the genres you love to listen to. Like, if you find a narrator that has recorded 100 sci-fi fantasy audiobooks, and a huge number of them have thousands of ratings chances are they're going to be amazing. So I, I've started picking a lot of narrators that I find through that method. And so the, um, on Audible, you can click to look by narrator, right? So if somebody likes a certain yep. narrator, they can look for books that way too, right? Exactly, exactly. And Audible will show you that narrator's like best-selling titles and you can sort them however you'd like and drill down through the genres and whatnot. Right. Very cool. And so I didn't really discover audiobooks until my moon series audible bought it and did the audiobooks and I did not get to be involved with everything. So when the books came out, I thought, well, I should see if they're horrible and I'm listening and I'm like, Whoa, I did not know for the people out there who haven't listened to an audiobook, I didn't realize it's not just somebody telling you a story. Um, they were so fantastic. And so now as my audiobooks come out, I, I listen and they like, the narrators can bring a whole extra facet to the story that even though I wrote the book and I read it 50 times editing it and all that kind of stuff, it's sort of like a new entity when they, you know, put in their characterization yeah. and all that kind of thing. Do you notice that too? I absolutely notice that. And and it's to the point that I can be listening to it and kind of be like, did I write this? Surely I didn't write this. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah. It, it it does. It it 
it's just a different way. It's a different way of absor- absorbing the story and their acting and voices and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I love to see the evolution of the audiobook industry because when I first started listening, it was like cassette tapes <laughs> and right, cassette tapes right. were not the most effective way to load up a 10, 20, 30 hour audio book. <laughs> right, right. All the tapes and which side and. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that it's so easy to listen. Like I, I just have the audible app on my phone, but it remembers where you left off. You can hit the back 30 seconds button for in case you got distracted and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and yeah. it's so yeah. easy. Yeah, it's wonderful. So everybody out there who hasn't listened to an audiobook yet, go grab one of Eric's and have fun because they are quite the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asking all the writers on the show who have been, you know, we've all been in lockdown, but what are, what are your favorite? I mean, you, you write urban fantasy and steampunk. Do you like watching that kind of thing too? What are you binge watching and reading right now while you're stuck inside? Oh, binge watching. Uh, we just binge watched um, all of Warrior Nun. Which oh, uh, was that good? I haven't watched that yet. It's different. Like I enjoyed it, but the way they ended it, I'm like, there better be a season two. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I felt about Upload. Did you watch Upload yet? I was like, oh, yes. there better be season yes. two. <laughs> yes, I loved Upload. Like. Upload is so cool because, like, lit RPG right now is a really booming genre. Like, it's really been growing. And mm-hmm. th- things like Upload just play right into that. So I-, I love seeing that come to the screen as well. That's really cool. Yeah, and the whole uh, idea that you could upload your consciousness is very interesting and in all of the ramifications, and it's really it was a great show. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know if you ever read uh, Ted Williams' Otherland series. Mm-mm. Well, Otherland. check that out because that was okay. yeah, that was a big, big epic fantasy that has some of those same kind of themes. I think it was mid. I think it was mid nineties. It came out maybe late nineties. Um, but it, it's it's a great series, and it's really. In my mind, it's kind of one of the predecessors to the whole lit RPG, immersive gaming story type books. And I I love it. In the 90s. So he was way ahead of his time. He was. He was. Granted, there were some stories before him that also dabbled in that, too. So but it was it was a pretty unique twist. And I feel like his twist has aged well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so have you have you watched Umbrella Academy? I'm ready for season two yes. coming up this month, yes. I think. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it. very odd, but fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Umbrella Academy, if you ever get a chance to check out the graphic novels, they're really, really awesome. Yeah, my daughter uh, cosplayed um, one. Oh, now I can't think of the character name, but um, maybe it was Rumor. 
I think it was rumor um, at, Co- at Comic Con, and one of her friends was the white violin, and it was it was very cool. <laughs> it's a neat <laughs> comic. Awesome. Yeah, Have you ever really gone cool. to the big Comic Con in San Diego? I haven't. I would love to do that one year. Yes, you should. You should come be on a panel. It would be so fun. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. But not this year. Yeah, Dragon Con. Comic Con at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dragon Con is pretty much the biggest one that I've been to. Which Dragon Con I have not been crazy. to Dragon Con, but I've heard it's amazing. It's really neat. It really is. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, so I'd still love to are, go to San Diego one year. <laughs> yes, definitely come out. But let me know so we can meet up. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're running out of time, but I wanted to, um, you have a book coming out tomorrow, right? How can readers get yeah. a hold of you? Are you going to have any promos going? Uh, so you can always catch me at ericrasher.com. And you can also catch me on just about any social media. Just uh, close off the URL with slash Eric R. Asher, and that will probably be me. Um, And in the meantime, this week, the first six Books of the Dead are on sale for only 99 cents each. So scoop them up if you want to check them out. Yeah, 99 cents. Go give Eric a try. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much for being here today. I'm sorry that it was such a quest to get on the show, but I'm glad that it finally worked out. And good luck with the new release. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.